You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Curious Christians Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Chavera, here with my co-host, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey everyone. Guys, we are super excited to have you, as always. I feel like a broken record player. I say that every (laughs) single time. We should come up with a new intro. (laughs) Guys, no, seriously, we are super excited to have you. Um, Every single day, we see our numbers growing more and more. Uh, We see that this community is building, so we are excited. Um, That doesn't mean we're going to stop asking for you guys to uh, pray for us, because we're always going to want the prayers, just like if you guys are going to want prayers. Let us know. Send us a message. We'd be more than happy to pray for you guys. Um, And you guys can do that by going to thecuriouschristians.com or go to our Facebook page or Instagram. You guys can message us on there. Um, We are doing giveaways sometimes for t-shirts and other sorts of things. So um, always be on the lookout for that. And like I said, if you guys become a part of this community, you guys can communicate with us, talk to us, pray for us. And, uh, you know, all of us are building our faith together. So this is a, a wonderful community to be a part of. And we'll pray for you too. And we're so encouraged when people write in. Uh, we were uh, we had we were having dinner th- uh, earlier this afternoon, and um, and we were listening to someone talk to us about how the podcast is touching them and moving them, and how they can't wait for the next the newest one to come out. So uh, we talk about encouraging, man. We, we just came back here tonight, and and we're so encouraged. So um, please write in if God leads you to do it. Be obedient. Yeah, definitely. Um, guys, tonight's podcast is going to be a uh, general uh, question that I'm going to pose, and uh, I'm going to let our pastor here dive into it and really give us a history. So uh, you're probably going to hear a lot of his voice tonight, but I really want him to open it up so we understand. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about the Bible, and I'm going to open it up very broadly. I want to know um, everything you can really tell us about this book, and I know that we're going to have to summarize a bunch of it because this is a 30-minute podcast, but uh, I think us who are just starting off as Christians are curious as to this book that we call the handbook of life. This is the, uh, this is the book that explained to us why our faith, uh, is the way it is. This is what we use to document from the time that Jesus was here and before to now, this is what has been documentation of him. Just like, you know, uh, all throughout history, there's been scrolls that tell our history that keep this, um, noted for us and we hold this book in very high regards so uh open it up for us who wrote the bible um what led to those stories those uh, specific stories being put in the bible and um just give us a general overview of it okay great um you know it is the handbook of life and and uh you know the bible says that in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god so this word, I mean, when, when we explain it to the, the children, uh, we, we explain it this way. You know, Jesus, the physical Jesus, was the, the, um, the human flesh and bone uh, word of God. This, the Bible, is the written word of God. So, you know, if you wanted to see what the written word of God looked like, uh, as a man, you look at Jesus. If you want to see what Jesus looks like as the written Jesus, you look at the Bible. And uh, it, it give, kind of gives them a, a better point of view of, of God's Word. Um, I think it, the Bible is probably one of the most misused books uh, in the history of man. It's definitely the one that's been um, um, illustrated and, and rewritten um, 
the most times, um, uh, published the most times. That's what I meant to say. Uh, it's the most published book ever written. Um, there was there, and there's a, a good reason for that. Uh, it's 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 a book that sits on people's shelves uh, that really is has has no other meaning than any other book unless the author lives within you. When the author lives within you, it becomes the greatest book ever written. Uh, you need the author to be able to understand it. You need the author to be able to um, interpret it. Uh, you need the author to be able to apply it. Uh, there's so many great attributes about um, the Bible, but but to just to kind of uh, give the, the the layman's terms of of the way the Bible should be used. Every every decent Bible. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of them out there, but every decent Bible that's out there has in the very beginning of, of uh, the pages a how to use this book section. And uh, everybody just skips right over that. I and mean, no one ever looks at it. No one ever goes to it. I don't, I, I rarely run across anyone who's ever read it uh, other than maybe another pastor. So we would encourage everyone to, you know, that's obviously not the content that you wanted to go to when you picked it up. You wanted to go to the stories and you wanted to go to the different, you know, books to get, you know, you know God's meanings out of it. But you will be so, so enlightened if you'll read the how to use this book section, because it, it breaks the Bible down for you and tells you why does this phrase have a key next to it? Why does, why is this phrase um, got annotations to it? You know, it's got all these, it, it tells you all that extra uh, information. So so it helps you um, be able to reference things. You know, a, a lot of people don't know when you, when you uh, there's a column down the center of most, most of the good Bibles. And, uh, and most people don't realize when you're reading a story, if you'll look to the center of that column, you'll see that same story in the other gospels, or you'll see that story mentioned again in the Old Testament where you're reading it in the New Testament. So there's there's just so many uh, attributes to the, God's word that, that 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 people miss out on because they don't they don't ever look at that how to use this book section. So that's number one. Um, getting more down into the um, explanation of God's word, it this this book does three things. It, it has an explanation, uh, it has illustration, and then it has application. And I want to touch base on each one of those because they're so relevant when you're reading God's Word. Um, first of all, you should never crack this book open unless you've prayed and asked God to give you the gift of interpreting it correctly. I mean, you have not because you ask not. You need to ask God. You need to you know, impress upon him that you you have a desire to know the truth that's in this book. Uh, so many people, and and listen, not leaving pastors out. So many people, including pastors, will go to this book and they'll they'll they won't they'll they'll fail to ask God to give them that gift of interpreting it correctly, and they'll read portions of the Bible and then they'll try to explain it to people and they you know. In many cases, they've interpreted it poorly. And so obviously, if they interpret it poorly, their explanation is poor as well. So um, I think, you know, at least with me, God shares with us that, that we are accountable to what we teach out of this book. 
And, uh, and, you know, we've mentioned many times before that um, at the very end of this book, there's also a section that says you're not to take anything out of it or put anything or add anything to it. So uh, we are held accountable to it. But I want to get into these, these three things because, first of all, this book is a book of explanation. And, and, you know, you'll find in this book that, that creation is explained. You'll find the relationship between God and man is explained. That, you know, all the things that are important are explained in this book. Uh, they are also illustrated. Now, what are the illustrations uh, for? Well, the illustrations are um, sometimes technical, sometimes not technical, but they, they illustrate what those explanations are all about. You know, it's one thing to say God created the heavens and the earth, but it's another thing for, to have the heavens and the earth illustrated so you know what, what the heavens and earth are about, right? So, so uh, God didn't leave anything out when he, when he did all these. And I don't wanna spend a lot of time on those two because I wanna spend more time on the third one, which is application. And, you know, people ask us all the time as a pastor, they say, you know, what kind of pastor are you? Do you tend to, um, do you tend to lean more toward the Old Testament or the New Testament? Or what, what? And, and the answer is, you know, neither. We, we are a life application preacher. God has called us into the ministry to preach life application. In other words, when you come to a Sunday morning service or a Wednesday night service, if you can't leave knowing how to apply what you've learned to your life, then we've not done our job. God has led us and taught us and transformed us to be a life application preacher. And we have no better resource than the life application book, the Holy Bible. So application, if you said, you know, out of, out of the explanation, the illustration or the application, which one's more important? Absolutely, I'd have to say hands down, application. Because if you read this book and you spend time in this book and this book becomes part of you like it should, and you don't apply anything you've learned, then you've learned nothing. You know, uh, it's, it's kind of like um, when he tells us faith without works is dead. You know, what good is your faith if, there, if it's never going to produce any works? You know, same thing with our life, you know, our fruit. You know, what good is a Christian if they're not producing fruit? You know, you know what he says about the, the, the branches uh, that don't produce fruit. They're hewn off the tree and thrown into the fire. So they're good for nothing. And that's the same thing a Christian is when they're not producing fruit. It's the same thing uh, we are when we're in God's word and reading God's word. You know, I know a lot of Bible scholars, uh, people that I can actually say are Bible scholars. They, they know the Bible. They've read through the Bible, you know, so many times in their life but they, they, they show no fruit, they show no works, and they, they show no life application from it. They, they just wallow in the fact that they're very knowledgeable in the word. What good does that knowledge do if you're not applying it, if you're not showing, if you're not showing the example of what the life application can do? So we, that's what we try to do. We try to show people that God's word is, um, it's, it's a, a powerful book, and that when applied, when it's applied, um, lives change and, and uh, uh, eternities change for people. This book is so, uh, it, it has so many different um, 
applications to your life also. I know when you first uh, become a Christian, they hand you this book and say, this is the handbook of life. And uh, people will ask, you know, is there, is there really an answer to every every question I have in here? There is. Every single um, way that you are to live this life is answered in there. And he, he gives you those guidelines. And he may not, you know, say you're having trouble starting your car. Well, there might not have been a car back then. And, and you know, he doesn't reference that. But he can tell you emotionally w- what to do, you know. And so all of it still has its its relevancy. Um when I'm speaking of the Bible, and I'm talking about this question that we have here today. I just want to know, because um, I know we can dive so far into the Bible, which is what this entire podcast could go on forever about. But, um, you know, I think that one of the questions that I'm curious about is diving into in Jesus's day. Did they have a set Bible back then? They had the Holy Scriptures, and um, those were the writings of the prophets and um, uh, the writings of Moses. And, and uh, so they had, yeah, they had their scriptures for, the, for their day. And, uh, you know, in the Jewish faith, um, you know, that's, that's how people were raised. They were raised on those scriptures. And, um, and so even back then, this is, this is what makes the Bible so unique. Even back then, you know, prophetically, Jesus was being mentioned you know, way back then, even before Jesus's day, this is even before in the days of Moses, in the days of you know Noah, all those days. So, so you have to understand that uh, this this Bible, you know, I mean, we started it off in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, the Word has been with man since man's been around. Okay, so so it's a relevant book. To everyone's life, even from back then all the way up to today, and if you know the Lord tarries, even into tomorrow. So the the book doesn't change. It's just like God. God is a never changing God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The book is the same. And so when we when we look at this Bible and we see the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, I guess maybe a new Christian would wonder. Uh, if, if the New Testament was written with Jesus to fulfill the Old Testament, what is the historical importance besides, I guess, just remembering it of really knowing and diving down into the Old Testament and understanding it? Okay, this is going to be a controversial subject because <laughs> um, there's so many people out there that will disagree with this. But um, all I can do is share with you what God's laid on my heart. Um, the Old Testament is a great book. Um, filled with great people who did great things. Um, and, and it's a great historical lesson for us. We are able to take the Old Testament, look back on what has taken place, learn from it, and move forward, uh, hopefully with a better life and hopefully with more knowledge um, than before we read it. Okay, so the Old Testament, it's, is it relevant today? It, it's, it's just as relevant today as the day it was written. That being said, does that mean we should live by the Old Testament ways? Well, no, because they're historical. And what does God tell us about history? He, you know, he gives us history. Uh, it, it, history is a gift to us that we could know what took place and learn from it. Okay. But then we also have the New Testament. The New Testament um, is, is God's testament to his people uh, or, or promise to his people 
and uh, and and is is the New Testament more life applicable? Absolutely, because we have the greatest example. You know, the Old Testament talked about this great example coming. The New Test in the New Testament, he came. So we have an example of how he lived his life and uh, how he wants us to live ours. So when we talk about life application, the majority of the time, and I'm not saying all of it, but the majority of the time, we're talking about New Testament, life application. Can we learn from the Old Testament? Absolutely. But for life application, we should be in the New Testament. And I'll just give you an example of that because so many times, you know, I've heard in the ministry, um, I've heard people say, you know, like a new Christian will come on and they'll say, well, you know, where should I start? You know, we, we always give out a Bible. Anytime someone gets saved, we give them a Bible. We give them a, a new beginner's book. We, you know, we, we uh, baptize them, we disciple them. And so um, a lot of times, you know, they say, well, where should I start reading the Bible from the beginning? You know, in Genesis, you know, I, I, we don't suggest that. We don't suggest you start in Genesis. Okay, so where should I start then? In the New Testament, Matthew? No, we don't suggest you start there either. Because when you get through the, by the time you get through the genealogies, you're going to be so bored. You know, unless you have, unless God has put the desire in your heart, and it's almost like a Bible scholar type desire, unless you have that, you're not going to want to read through those, the genealogies and all that stuff. It's not going to mean a lot to you at the very beginning. What's going to mean a lot to you at the beginning is who is this God? And how does he affect my life? And that's what really what the new Christian is, is wanting to know. Who is this God and how does he affect my life? And, and, and how am I going to interact with him? So we send them to places like 1st, 2nd, 3rd John or the Gospel of John or you know, maybe one of the gospels, Luke or whatever, we'll send them to areas like that where they learn that one of the first things they learn is the love that God has for us and the love of God and that God is love. That's what we want to portray God to be to a new Christian. We want them to understand, you know, why, did, why is all this happening? Because God loves you. That's why. You know, you, you have to, it's almost like you want to just take them back to the very beginning and say, why did God even create man? And the answer to that is because God wanted to have a relationship with man. He wanted to have a, a, a good, close, personal, loving relationship with mankind. That's why he created them. That's why he made us with free will. He didn't want to make us robotic, you know, you know, I'm going to create you and you will love me. No, that's not God. God created us and he said, I'm going to give you the option to love me. You have the choice to love me. And so that's, that's really what makes this relationship so wonderful with God is that we have a choice. We don't have to love him. And, and a lot of people take that, they take that and run with it. They say, I don't love God. I don't even like God. I, God, I, I don't even believe in God. Well, they're, they, they do that because they're deceived. God is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. And, and this word, this Bible we're talking about will teach you that. It'll tell you that, that these places are real, that God is real. And, uh, and so, you know, that's what makes the Bible relevant to people is, is, is life application and who is this God and how am I supposed to re interact with him? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's important that people start off understanding um, God because you're right. Uh, there was definitely times when I first started, uh, you know, reading the Bible 
and uh, I would do this thing, and I feel so dumb for saying it now. I would I would literally take it, and I think I've shared this on the podcast before. Man, I'm telling on myself. <laughs> Full <laughs> and, truth. Yeah, I would, I would just flip through it, and then I'd be like, and stop. And I'd look at it, and I'd, I'd take my finger, and I'd be like, all right, tell me where to point God. And I'm like, boom. And it was like talking about something. I had no idea what it was. And I'm like, man, that's... That's not what I was hoping for. <laughs> you know, it's it's something that you actually have to know. It doesn't work like that, you know. And so um, I, I did start reading part of uh, First John. I've gotten really into um, some of these Bible apps because they break down stories for me. And the stories help uh, help the lessons come to life. So I get the best of both worlds, kind of. I get to uh, dive into a portion of the Bible, and it gives me the uh, scriptures and I'm able to read them and relate them. And then the uh, whatever life lesson that it's trying to teach me, it, it goes right along with that. So I found that that helps too. But uh, I still have this yearning passion to grab the book, the actual physical book, and you know start to read it. So you know I, I think that it's very important to, to be in there. And you know I see, I look at your Bible all the time, and I'm like, why is there so many notes in there? You know, what are you writing? And so like, you know, I, I grab my pen when I'm going through my Bible, like I'm actually going to write something I read. I'm like nothing to write there. So, you know, I, I think in time, I think God's probably going to share everything about the Bible with you. And I'm sure the way you read the Bible is so much different than the way a new Christian is going to read the Bible. Um, you can go through and get something completely different from, you know, uh, the gospel of John than somebody who just started. And so that's what's the beauty about this book is that it grows with you. And so, um, you know, diving into it, you're going to realize that uh, this book is going to give you exactly what you need in every stage of your faith. You know, uh, it's, it's funny. Sometimes as a pastor, I, I have a lot of fun with God. And sometimes I, 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 I think I, I fantasize that God would, will give me some, some, uh, some uh, power to uh, change mankind. And one of the things that I fantasize about is that God gives me this power and, 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 and what would I do with it? And so I, one of the things that I would definitely do is I would place, I would instill in the heart of every man, uh, every, every man that has a house, a household, I would instill in his heart to take a room in his house and make that his study room and, um, and have just in there a table and a comfortable chair and a, a Bible on the table where every day he can go into that room, not be disturbed, no, no cell phones, no TVs, nothing like that in there. And, and every day he can go in there and allow God to speak to him through his word. Uh, life would be so good for, for those men because that's what I do. I, every day I allow God to speak to me through his word. And there's not a day that goes by I don't grow, learn, excel, uh, get filled, um, and leave that room with more love than when I walked in. And I think that every, every man should have that. That should be a staple in, in every man's life to be able to have a moment in each. And it doesn't have to be a long time, sometimes 15 minutes. But in that 15 minutes, you know, if, if I said to you, you know, how would you like for every day to be a great day? And all you have to do is pay 15 minutes of your life. I mean, I think everybody would jump at that, you know, to, to, to ensure that every day was going to be a great day. That's why, that's, that's how that happens. 
you allow God into your life first before any of the other stresses or routines or whatever you want to call it of your life start. You have that 15 minutes with God first and everything else is gravy after that. I think that's a great practice. Um, you know, I, I think that spending alone time with God first, first thing in the morning, when you first wake up, um, start your day off right. You know, it's like you, you, you said before that you wake up out of bed and the first thing that you do before your feet hit the ground is you thank God. Uh, what a wonderful day to start the day. I mean, before you can even get a first thought in your head, it's thanking God that you've, woke, that you've woken up and that you got another day to, you know, to chase after. So I think it's very important. Um, you know, another thing that I'm curious about with the Bible, because um, uh, a lot of us don't really know too much of the origins of it. So there's all these different uh, the, the Gospels and, uh, you know, there's all sorts of different things. There's there's letters that are included. There's, you know, all these stories and parables. And so who who put this Bible? And I understand that God's will is for this Bible to have been completed the way it is and then distributed. Um, otherwise, it would have never taken off. That's God's will saying this is complete. Now let's let's send it out to people. Who who put this Bible together and all those stories? Because obviously the, the Old Testament was there and then this New Testament was added. Do we know how the, the whole Bible came together and then got distributed? You know, the, this is what the I could give you a long dissertation for, uh, you know, a, a Bible that only a Bible scholar would understand. But I'm going to just give it to you in layman's terms. The, the thing about God's word and the thing that a Christian has to understand that is that if you, if you have enough faith to believe that God would give you this handbook of life, then you also have to have enough faith to believe that God would make sure that through the centuries that the book was presented to you in a way that God would want it presented. So, you know, I mean, people, there's, we'll probably get people writing in on this, but that's okay. There's, there's, there's people out there that say, well, you know, once, once the King James got a hold of it, uh, they, they've changed it around and, you know, it's not the same as the Greek and, uh, the, the, the way it was interpreted in the Greek writings or the, the, you know, the, uh, the Latin Vulgate or the, uh, or the Apocrypha, you know, all these different terms and, and, and meanings. But you just have to believe that as a Christian, if you believe in God being the supreme being and you believe that he's the creator of everything, then you have to believe that God wouldn't allow this thing to be changed in a way that would be detrimental to your life. And, and that's number one. Number two is when, you know, I, I just love the people that, that, that say, oh, there's lots of errors that are found in God's word. I guarantee you they've never read it. I, I'll, I'll, promise you they've never read God's word because you can't even get through the book the first time without realizing that it's real, it's true, there is no error in it, and God is real. You can't even get through it without realizing that. So, so you know, there's a lot of controversy about God's word. There, there always has been, there always will be. But as a Christian, we have to realize if, if, if God created everything that he created, then he also has the power to make sure that this book ended up in your hands the way it was supposed to end up, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of other, there's lots of <laughs> just thousands of different things we could talk about. There, you know, there's the Apocrypha, which are the books that this is, this is what they'll tell you. 
that the apocrypha are the books that man felt wasn't deemed good enough to go into God's word. So they're, 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 they're writing, they're the same kind of writings that you find in the Bible, but they didn't make it into the Bible. And so right away, people think, well, who made that decision? Who, who's the ones that made that decision? Well, once again, you have to believe that if, if God created the heavens and the earth, if he created man, if he created everything, that he's also got the power to make sure that this book ended up in your hands the way it was supposed to. So you can't go back and question all those things. If you do, you're going to drive yourself crazy and you're going to lose the faith, the faith that you do have. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's 400 years in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's called the intertestamental period where we see that God was strangely silent. He didn't raise up any prophets in that time. The, uh, there's no writings about him in that time. There's history that's been written. You know, of course, history happened in that 400 years, but we didn't really hear from God in that 400 years. So, you know, the, the, it's also called the time of the Maccabees. So there's, there's, there's lots of different things that we can talk about about God's word. But the, the number one takeaway that every listener that hears this podcast needs to understand is that a loving God who loves you enough to send his son to die on the cross for you is also gonna love you enough to make sure that this book ended up in your hands the way it was supposed to. I'm curious, you referenced uh, a time for 400 years when God was silent. And I, I'm guessing that when you're referring to that, you mean like spoke to his people and caused, you know, a, a significant change that is Bible worthy, right? Well, this is the time in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, where there it was a 400 year period that God, we, we just didn't hear from him. He didn't have anyone writing anything. Uh, this is a time around the time that Alexander the Great was conquering everything. And, people still had faith, though. Right. Yeah, people still had faith. The church was still running. You know, things were still going like they were supposed to. But this was a, just a time that God didn't raise up any prophets to, you know, share with the people. Um, that had already been done. Um, they had already prophesied the, the coming Messiah. All these things had taken place, and now there was 400 years that, that nothing was, um, that, that God was just strangely silent. So, you know, you have, why did I share that? Well, I shared that with you to let you know. God orchestrated everything to happen the way it happened. And for us to go back and question it for the purpose of saying, oh, well, there's error then, is, is crazy. You know, you either believe that God is real and that he loves you and that the book that he, that we call the handbook of life, he's allowed it to enter into your hands the way it was supposed to enter into your hands, right? Now, are there, are there writings of the Bible out there that we don't agree with? Absolutely. There's rewritings of the Bible. You know, there's, uh, I don't want to mention them on, on, on the air, but I, I just want to share. There's lots of different writings of, of the Bible out there. But when you have a, when you're hungry and thirsty for God's word, God's going to put the right one in your hand and you're going to be able to be satisfied with it to know that there's no error in it, that it's a hundred percent true and that anything you read out of it is going to be a life changer and, and it's going to have life applicable uh, lessons for you. So your life can change and be transformed and be renewed. Guys, that's all the time that we have for the podcast today. Uh, this is one of these topics that we can 
really dive into and, uh, and, and spend weeks on if we wanted to. The Bible is a uh, ever-growing book, and there is no way that any man can ever finish it. They never have. And uh, that's why um, for thousands of years, uh, people have taught in churches, learned about it, and continue to grow until the day of their death. So um, this can be a topic that we definitely speak of again. And if there's something that we specifically did not bring up and you guys are curious about, uh, please write in and ask us because we'd be more than happy to revisit these topics. I already know there's multiple topics that we're going to go back over and do again. Uh, divorce, leadership in the household, um, you know, the, the Holy Spirit. There, there's so many topics that we haven't even scratched the surface of. This Bible goes so deep and uh, to, to try and generalize it in a 30-minute podcast is <laughs> is very impossible. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you guys have any questions, write in and ask us. Become a part of this community and be praying for us. We thank you, and we'll see you on the next one.